This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I'm joined today by Vince Ingenito, Beyond, Brian Albert, everyone, and Marty Sleva. Hello there. And we want to give you an update on a few Xbox Live Arcade games, high-profile games like Trials Fusion, <laughs> Max, The Curse of Brotherhood, mm-hmm. Super Time Force, and Strider HD. Yeah. Uh, all games that have been announced for a while. Some were announced... Years ago, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah, uh, and we're still not playing them yet. No. But you got you gentlemen have played three of these games recently. Yes, yes, right. So let's start with the one that we actually don't have much of an update on: Trials Fusion. Yeah. <laughs> we did contact. This was announced at, at E3. That's right, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what Trials is: the motorcycle stunt yeah, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually contacted Ubisoft. They didn't have any comment other than to say they will have more news in early 2014. Yeah, um, I would be surprised if they have another Digital Days kind of event. A lot of times they have right. these events that focus purely on downloadable titles. Yeah. Uh, they had one recently and it focused on you know bigger games like Child of Light and uh, Valiant Hearts, which are two of their really cool upcoming Looking games. Great, yeah. yeah. yeah um, but yeah, there was no sign of, of Trials mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, and Trials it, is one of the biggest three, one of the biggest SBLA games, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. And so. unless I'm wrong, you could correct me. It came out, it was the Summer of Arcade, right? That, You're it was, wrong. It was one. No, it was right. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, who knows? Maybe we could see it as a, a summer of arcade. I mean, the big sure, question sure. now is: Does that exist? Do they even, that even yeah, exist? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, technically, Xbox Live okay. Arcade is no longer a thing. It's all just games. Right. And then we know Microsoft's announced the ID at Xbox yeah. initiative, which mm. which is sort of carrying that torch. But uh, whether or not we're still going to have these August annual Augusts that are like filled with rad games like Braid and Limbo, you know, still. I don't know why they let that fall by the wayside. That was such a cool yeah. It was thing. such a great, great system. And this last one where they close where they closed it out, I guess would be the yeah. last one. Yeah. Really wasn't. 
yeah, terribly yeah. strong. There it was, was brothers, and one. then everything else was kind of yeah. And then yeah, in, and then the past years was, they had like what was Shadow Complex, Shadow Complex. Yeah. And Limbo, right. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah. Great stuff. Cool. But can you give us an update on Super Time Force? Yeah, I can. I actually uh, I played it uh, about a month and a half ago at the Double Fine event here in San Francisco, where they showcase a lot of indie games. Uh, the game still plays great. You know, in case you don't know, it's that sort of uh, it's Capybara, the guys behind. Uh, uh, sword and sorcery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their well, takes. Yeah. Other games, like Might and Magic, Might and Magic Heroes, yeah, I mean, and Below. Yeah, and Below, the upcoming Xbox One game. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's their take on sort of this like modern version of Contra where every time you die, you restart a level, but you fight alongside the ghost of your previous mm-hmm. play. mind job. Mm-hmm. I love and so it. by the end of it, you have eight ghosts fighting alongside yeah. you, and it's really rad. Uh, we learned just recently that Cappy is part of the ID at Xbox program and that now it's also coming to Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both consoles early 2014. So. Um, from what we've heard, the game is sort of finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort so, of finished. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know we'll definitely be playing it in the office here soon and sharing that with you. And I think everyone will be playing it, you know, hopefully January, February. Yeah, I mean, I've been following that game for it seems yeah. like two years now. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. That, I think it was at PAX. It's been at multiple PAXs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. PAX yeah. every year. Yeah. So uh, in the game, you know, it's always been really cool. You know, those guys deliver really strong games. So I think that's we don't have to worry about that one. You just have to wait a, bit, a little bit longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Strider HD? Strider HD is actually, I feel like, the least missing of most of these games. You know, we did see it at TGS. Mm-hmm. So we, we, you know, and Marty uh, yeah. wrote a piece on it yeah. uh, there at TGS. And he, you know, you loved how it felt and yeah, how yeah. fluid it was yep. and the sense of inertia. And I definitely experienced the same thing when I played it, uh, I think it's about two weeks ago. No, no, a week ago now. Uh, I had a shot at a newer uh, vertical slice of it yeah. than, uh, than you had played. And it's, it's looking terrific. Uh, I think there's a lot more options in it than people really understand right now. This game is not on a lot of people's radar. Yeah. Actually, I don't yeah. think Capcom's really saying much. Yeah. I think right. that's really the problem. It's not so much that it's missing in that we think it might not make it or that it's, yeah. it hasn't been seen in a long time. It's more like it's just missing in terms of PR and in terms of support, right? The Capcom has not done a lot. Which is weird because Capcom doesn't really have a whole lot on its slate yeah. right now. We don't know what's going on with you know, Resident Evil. We mm-hmm. don't know what's going on with Mega Man. Like, what? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got the, a new Street Fighter. Yeah, the yeah. Street Fighter 4 yeah, is, coming, yeah, is, yeah. is coming. They're doing a big event to push you know, that and sure, their fighting sure. game initiative, which, you know, and as well they should. It's big for them. Yeah. But, I mean, Strider is legitimately a very large, uh, you know, a very, I mean, I wouldn't say large, but he's a beloved, mm-hmm. um, he's a beloved character for yeah. Capcom, and he's definitely one that the fans of, of, the, of, the, of the developer, like, have had their, sure, their yeah. eyes on. And, and, I'm not even sure. Is this a remake? Or no, is it a not, new Strider game? It's, it's, it? a, it's a totally new Strider game, yeah. and what's nice about it, what I didn't think they conveyed too well from the initial trailers, mm-hmm. and you and I talked about yeah. this a little bit, was that it's actually a Metroidvania. Like, there's backtracking, yeah. and you're actually going to gain new abilities and be able to access new areas, mm-hmm. which is a little more like the, the NES the, the Strider. The NES game, yeah. Right. yeah. Which it, is the arcade original with just like a, a side-scrolling right. hack-and-slash yeah. game. And this has great combat, just like that did. In fact, I think the combat in this, uh, and I played a lot of that old arcade game and the Genesis game, the combat is even better now. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the number of options that are available uh, to you, you can switch between all these different cipher swords that have different effects. You can freeze guys and then use them as platforms. You use them as cover. Uh, you know, you got a fire sword that you know slashes through shields and all these crazy special abilities and mobility options. Like it's very fluid. It feels very satisfying. Like when you nail the combat, it's uh, mm-hmm. a lot more elements to it than the original arcade one. And that game's sort of coming to everything under the sun. Yeah. yeah, yeah Aside yeah. from Wii U, I think it was announced for almost every right. Right. So originally, gen. Why not just yeah. Why not just throw the Wii U? That's why I feel bad. I feel like Wii U gamers. Are very like nostalgic games. Yeah, they're like sure. Nintendo gamers. Yeah, sure. yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like it should be on. There. I mean, the NES, NES got the Nintendo platform got a Strider game, yeah. but way before the any Sega platform sure. did. So it would totally make sense. But I think it's you know we're gonna be seeing more of that game in very early 
2014. People here in the office will, will be playing it, I would say, and, uh, and hopefully no, not, not too far after for, uh, for everyone else. No release window yet? Uh, early 2014 is what they're saying, and that's going to be, originally they announced it on Xbox 360 and PS3 and PC, and uh, I, I just got my hands on uh, the PS4 version, and, and there's going to be an Xbox One version as well, mm. so uh, yeah. it's going to be, I think... Uh, Try it for everyone. Yeah, Try it for everyone. Right. And Brian, you recently got to play Max the Cursed Brotherhood. Yes, yesterday I played it. Oh, yeah. Uh, no matter when you watch this, it's yesterday. Yeah, all right. <laughs> You've been playing it every day. <laughs> uh, it's really cool. So the, it's not super difficult. It's not like a really reaction-based. It's, it's very charming. It has this nice story of like, you know, Max and his brother's in his room messing his room up, and he's like, I wish I didn't have a brother anymore. And then his wish comes true, and they get sucked into this really terrible world. I think well, maybe by the end of it, maybe he'll learn to appreciate <laughs> You know. This game tells yeah. a very a good tale. <laughs> yeah. um, but the whole point of it is that you have this magic marker. You may have heard of Max and the Magic Marker. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the word. It's, from, it's that series, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's not really like a sequel, but it's like the same character and like same mechanics. Is it weird that I have no idea of this series you guys are talking about? It started on either Wii or DS. Yeah, and it was called Max and the Magic Marker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and so he used so, like the stylus yeah. to yeah. draw right. platforms. So he gets this marker and he, he can draw like uh, a tree branch or vines or uh, like a this water like torrent that will like shoot you through the air. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, as you go through these levels, you're basically just trying to figure out how to use these powers in conjunction to get through them. Sure. Because he doesn't have any way to fight the enemies. He has to outsmart them or destroy them. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I only saw the early levels and then some of the more difficult stuff at the end. But it's, it's pretty cool. It eases you into the powers as you go. And then by the end, you're, you're chaining together things in ways that you wouldn't have at the beginning. I played it at PAX East last year, I think. And it's yeah. more like a, a non-scary limbo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think right. that's a good it's, way of putting it, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. It's not scary at all. It's... Really great looking game, but like very bright, colorful. Did you play it on uh, 360 or on Xbox One? Xbox One. Okay. So I played it on 360, God, a long time ago. Like I, I feel like it was E3 2012. It might have been PAX yeah. 2012, but wow. it was a while ago, and it was yeah. on 360. Um, I liked how it felt. The only thing that was kind of weird was uh, back then it, was, it had this like Mikami, uh, Okami mm. mechanic where you froze time and then drew things and cut things and then you would mm-hmm. proceed. And that was really weird to me, especially, you know, that would make sense mm-hmm. on something like a Wii U or a Vita or a DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not having like a physical screen to draw on, again, like Okami, it felt weird sort of, you would have to like move the controller and then you would see where you are, where your pen is in the environment and then you would have to adjust. Like it didn't, it didn't feel extremely intuitive. Yeah, when you look at it, you, you feel like maybe there's like motion controls or connect or something, but there, yeah. there isn't. But uh, those moments have sort of survived. It's almost like an action moment. Like you'll fly off a waterfall and time will slow down and you'll be solving these puzzles as you're falling. And okay. You have to figure out a way to save gotcha, yourself. Gotcha. From that. Um, but but it's, did it ever feel like the, the, the drawing mechanic was like cumbersome or did you always feel like No, it's really control? like... It's super easy to control. Like it, it's not like this cursor, like moving wildly sure. around. You you can you can do the puzzles and, and not have too much of a difficult time. Cool. Did they give you any indication when it's coming out? Yeah, um, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I like all three of these games are yeah. like super nebulous. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it sounds like it's going to be like uh, pretty early next year. Yeah. And on Xbox 360 as well. I think Super Time Force is the one I'm most looking forward to. I, I think I would agree. Yeah, it, it's also been the longest time coming. I think that's, that's the true, thing yeah. is that we have, it had this unique, 
it, it made its big impression with a unique mechanic, right? Yeah. And then it's like, sorry, you can't play this. You still can't yeah. play this. You still yeah. can't play this. But so. I actually want to play all these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. absolutely. When I played no. Super Time Force at PAX East this yeah. year, I was like that. Yeah, kind of fun. Yes. <laughs> and we don't even really know anything about Trials Fusion, but whatever. More Trials. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. I mean, that's, like a, that's a solid formula. It's hard to mess that up. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. And I really want to see how the Metroidvania aspects of Strider HD pan out. I, mean, sure. I don't think either of us have seen that much of that element of the game yet. You can't really tell in a small slice. Exactly. A vertical, small vertical slice is really hard to tell that kind of thing. But if they really nail that, and if some of the newer environments they show like impress a little bit more, that's like my one gripe. I think so far is that the artwork isn't like I can still remember what some of the stages in Strider and the arcade version looked like because they were so striking in terms of art. Yeah. I haven't had that experience yet with uh, with Strider HD where I look at it and I'm like, whoa, I'll remember that. Yes. But yeah. if they can deliver some of those memorable locales and, and some of that more memorable environmental art and they do the Metroidvania part well, I mean, the combat feels great mm-hmm. and it looks really pretty sure. right now. So I think I'm looking forward to that one too. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank Viewers, you. stay tuned for more from IGN GameScoop. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to GameScoop. This is the uh, 2013 Year in Review edition of GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I'm joined now by Justin Davis, Scoop, Andrew Goldfarb, hey. and Brian Altano. We're going to take a look back at the year that was, 2013, uh, all the biggest news stories of the year. Our story begins in January. <laughs> that was really dramatic. Yeah, that Most years actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the the biggest notable news what, of the year. What, what I was okay. just gonna say. What are these? Are these just like ones that you chose as being? I would look back. Uh, you know, this is based on the stories that performed. They got the most traffic on IGN. Okay. Yeah, okay. For, Can we? Are, are we gonna guess? Or are you gonna read it to us and then we talk? Just about let them do the shots. <laughs> Jesus. It would be a lot longer and more drawn out to guess everyone. <laughs> nope. Not that. Try again. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Nope. On January twenty third, THQ was dissolved. Mm. Ooh, yeah. that was this. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. There's a lot of them. We're going to get to it later, but this year was, uh, you don't think about it as a year that a bunch of studios shut down, but it was. It's every year now. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's more like that coming up. Yeah. But like, that had kind of been a long time coming, right? They were already bankrupt. Yeah. They had filed for bankruptcy at that point. This was then, uh, it it was going on like every day. But yeah, this was finally the point when all the rumors stopped, and that was the day when uh, people actually publicly came out as the ones who were, you know, we got, we got this one, we got this one. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Where they're auction- they're, the studios were auctioned off yeah. right. in the properties. Because yep. right. Goldfarb and I worked on some, some projects in 2012 that were some features and infographics and news stories that were covering the, the decline of THQ. And at the yeah. time, there were still people there who hit us up, and they were like, hey, it's not that bad, all right? Yeah, turn the yeah. ship around. You know, you have a down arrow in your infographic. Yeah. You got to fix that and turn it back up. And like a month later, it's like, oh, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, the bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad. I mean, that was a story for most of 2012. So it's crazy yeah. that, it, that it finally. It's culminated. interesting being like the final, like you're the final three dozen employees of this mm-hmm. place, and yeah. like, well, it's just strange, like that that then you are just there with the ship when it goes yeah. down. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. well, can we make a game? No, and there was you don't have any money to do anything. <laughs> <No> <laughs> like, there was one last little uh, rattle from them too, because um, uh, Darksiders and a couple other things that hadn't been sold came out a few months later. Yeah, mm. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if spoilers for later in the list potentially. <laughs> no, no spoilers here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On February fourth, Fire Emblem Awakening was released. Huh. One of the best. best. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people think that's their game of the year. Yeah, interesting yeah. story with that one too, because people couldn't find it on February fourth. Yeah, most yeah. people could not find that. Nintendo game Nintendo did not anticipate demand. Yeah, for that one. Uh, some, and some Amazon other, wasn't carrying other it. people said that they might have sort of illegally messed with that system a little to get people to download it instead. Mm. Um, illegally? 
Yeah. Well, like, well I mean, like, they didn't shoot out. a copper. <laughs> like, like, they could, like, Satoru Iwata's going to be arrested. <laughs> what are you in here for? Oh, man, I... <laughs> Please understand. We just didn't print enough. <laughs> <laughs> On February... Oh, sorry, uh, what was I going to say? With Fire Emblem, I was going to say that we announced our Game of the Year 2013 mm. nominations, and I, I don't know if you guys have been getting different things. Nino Kuni and Fire Emblem. Yeah. Nino yeah. Kuni and Fire Emblem are the two games that I'm getting the most upset like tweets and messages about sure. that we left off. Yeah, Nino sure. for sure. I, mean, I haven't heard that much about Fire Emblem. I mean, it's funny because this was an insane year just for 3DS. Like, yeah. I mean, like the games that came out even after that are like serious contenders for Game of the Year too. So it's yeah. like, you, it, the list could have been like almost half 3DS and you probably could justify it. Yeah, a lot of really trip, really high profile AAA games came to 3DS this year. They reviewed great, we loved them. They still sold pretty well, but I mean, only 10 games can make our list at the end of the year. Yep. This year, I remembered why I love Nintendo. Yeah. They, yeah, they totally won me back. I'm yeah. totally on the board. Wii U. Because I mean, the Wii U. I like the Wii U a lot. I mean, if you, yeah. if you like took the, the sales numbers aside, Wii U had a pretty good year. Yeah, I mean, the, the first part of the games that came out for it were great. Yeah. I just think they didn't need more. Well, it had a pretty good coming. second half of a year. Yeah. I think the first half was yeah. in every way but actual business success. Yes. <laughs> the console's doing yep. great. Yeah. Yep. So now it's just like a GameCube or an N64 again. Yep. GameCube yeah. is great. It's true, though. The games that come out for it are incredible, and I'm super excited for a lot of the things coming next year, but I just, you know, this is. The, the year when it struggled a little bit and hopefully it finds its footing. Yeah, in this, year. the year of the Luigi. The year, yeah, which will continue into 2014. That's a problem. <laughs> that, was, that was weird. On February 20th, the PlayStation 4 was announced. Yeah. Ooh. At their big event. That, that was, a, that that was, was uh, we, I ran a feature that's similar to this, or I'm running a feature that's uh, the most read news stories of mm-hmm. the year. And the PlayStation 4 reveal is not quite number one, but it is one of the absolute biggest, hugest in terms of traffic attention drivers yeah. all year long. We waited for so long to finally have next-gen consoles. Yeah, the big thing yeah. is that's the first one. Like, they went first. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Microsoft got a tremendous amount of attention, too. But next-gen, like, this is the moment. February 20th yeah. was the moment where, like, like this, it's this is real. It's happening. It was, it was the uh, it was the elephant in the room that we'd known about, but they no one had actually officially named as the PlayStation Four yet. Yeah, we didn't. No even one know had Orbis? acknowledged. Remember the Orbis? Yeah, the Orbis. Orbis Nobody yeah. acknowledged it. Like they were just like, oh, PS Three will be fun for years to come. We're like, just tell us about it. Yeah. You play this weird did. dumb game, and they're like, no, we're not. Like, what? What's the PlayStation Four? Yeah. Like, November before that, people were saying next gen consoles in their game announcements that they couldn't specify right. yet. Just yeah, and I remember that day. I mean, we all we all were worked until like 11 yeah. o'clock that night. And yeah. it, was, it was a weird debut though because it yeah. didn't, it wasn't really about the games as much as we wanted it to be. Well, they didn't, they didn't they show the a console. lot back. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't yeah, the design of the console until E3. And that was the, kind of the big four and it's funny that Drive Club ended up not even coming out but yeah, it was just Nat, Killzone, uh, Infamous, and Drive Club, I guess. Yeah, and they had that big wall of logos mm. of all the people that were working on things for the and PS4. They, I mean, they had, like, deep down, there was, there was, there was some games there. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, I think we wanted, like, we were just so ready that we probably wanted, like, even more than they showed. That yep. console went from literally not even being officially acknowledged to out and in stores in nine months. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Totally and obviously, crazy. Xbox, Xbox is even crazy less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. It's six months almost of the day for Xbox, I think. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On March 5th, Tomb Raider was rebooted. And I turned 27. Ah, uh, there you go. All right. Nice. But yes, Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> Tomb Raider is still my game of the year. Yeah. Me personally. It's probably Justin Davis's personal game of the year choice wow. as well. It is not my game of the year. Um, 
not even close, but I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah. there was a lot of really good games this year. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean, it was the, when I look back on Tomb Raider, I, I had an incredible time playing it. I thought that actually traversing that world was probably more fun than anything I'd done in the game this year. The better your character got, it felt like Resident Evil 4 and Metroid Prime and all these Just wonderful things put exactly together. Exactly the kind of game I want to play. Yeah. But then I think about the story and the characters and it yeah. fell apart a little bit to me, for me. But I mean, I everything else was right there. So I'm really... Yeah. interested to see where they go next. That game's really yeah. divisive. You know, I've been reading up on uh, impressions of our Game of the Year nominees, and Tomb Raider is the one that some people are like, yeah, right on, and then half the people are like, that's the one game that needs to be stricken from IGN's list. It really? Seems to not be... Device 6? Um, well, a lot of people just don't know what Device 6 no. is, but people that do love it. Um, yeah, Tomb Raider was, it's my personal choice for Game of the Year. I thought it played, it's like Uncharted, but plays better, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, uh, and you have some Batman-style you know, non-linearity, yeah. but some people think it's an example of everything that's wrong with modern game design, where it's all just like flash and not really a lot of substance, and like, so, oh, you're parachuting through the trees, and, but it doesn't really So I, I saw their point when we only saw trailers for that game, and I was really worried it was just sort of this like tunnel run, QTE, yeah. you know, never-ending scripted bullshit right. cutscene thing, but it really wasn't. Like, yeah. The way that game opened up, it was more than probably The Last of Us opened up or more than yeah. any Uncharted game opened up. Like Just yeah, being right. able to be like, there's a secret up there. How do I get to it? I have right. all the time in this world and this huge island and all these tools at my disposal. Yeah. It was absolutely not just like, run from the boulder and yep. run from the plane. Like, but it had that too. It did, it did. So I it thought, was like the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to play it again on my PS4. Yeah, me too, Kim. Oh, the Definitive Edition. With the hair yeah. physics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> March was a good month because on March 26th, Bioshock Infinite was released. Right. Is that your, yeah. is that your game of the year, Andrew? <sighs> it's, uh, it's my top three. I yeah. really need to decide what I'm actually voting for. Yeah. Um, it might be, though. But yeah, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, that game was announced in 2010, I think. Might have even been before yeah. that. Oh, uh, man. And so it was probably in development for even a year or two before that. So yeah, I mean, that was a long time coming. Bioshock Infinite reveal event was weird. We don't need to dwell on it for a long time, but it was just a weird thing. I mean, it's the reveal some, event. So the well, back in 2010 yeah. in New York, there was um, and there, that was when they fake people out. So the trailer begins with like a big daddy, but then like a it gets crushed, and you realize it's a fish tank that's in the yeah. city of Columbia, and they reveal yeah. it's not set in Rapture. Yeah, and I mean the game changed a lot. Uh, we saw so many trailers leading up to that, and like then those elements didn't even necessarily end up in the game in the same way. But I mean it's. Uh, it's crazy that that could have come out so much earlier this generation. Like, mm-hmm. this year was so interesting because, like, well, I mean, a little bit of late last year, too, but, like, we finally got, like, Duke Nukem, and we finally got, like, Bioshock, and we finally got these games that were just, like, languishing in development hell for yeah. so long. Yeah, I yeah, mean, no. not, you know, something yeah. better. Bioshock's but, weird because I had, I had the total opposite experience with it that I did with Tomb Raider in, in that everything... Tomb Raider, I absolutely loved playing it, but a lot of the lore and the characters and, and, and the world around it, I didn't really go wild about, whereas Bioshock, like the art and the character design and the story and the music and everything in place there was fantastic. But when it came down to just running around and, and shooting people in that game and throwing electric bolts at them, I got really bored with it after like an, after just a few hours. Yeah. So It's a weird, yeah, I mean, that's this year's so interesting because Last of Us, Tomb Raider, and Bioshock are these three, I mean, they're, Last of Us and Tomb Raider are obviously easier to compare apples to apples, but I think... Uh, they're, they're part of this, like, personal preference thing that, like, mm-hmm. for me, Tomb Raider was, like, so repetitive. I got so sick of fighting waves of dudes every time I came to a room. Like, that game is nowhere near my top ten for the year. But, like, so many people feel that way about Bioshock. And I've talked to a lot of people who feel that way about Last of Us. Like, it's mm-hmm. really interesting seeing just, like, what combat and gameplay style suits certain people. I find that... Like See, one I, of the most I, interesting parts. Of I the thought game The Last of Us was like you know the perfect balance of all of those things. Where I could I could say it's really fun to play. 
it, I don't think it was as fun as Tomb Raider, and the, the world's really cool, and I don't think it's as cool as Bioshock, but it's the best of all those worlds in one package to me. Interesting. Zelda's still better, though. Yeah. On oh. April 3rd, Star Wars 1313 was canceled. Oh. oh. That, yeah, that hurts. And especially once we saw more of it later and kind of what it was evolving into. And like, the Bo- like when you find out Boba Fett would have been in it, would have been the focus. Like LucasArts in general, because that was, that was the day LucasArts closed, right? Yeah. yeah, like that's just, that's such a crazy legacy that was like suddenly, it's like the, the quote LucasArts about- LucasArts and uh, THQ. Uh, Alderaan. Millions of voices. Yeah, millions of voices. Once, suddenly, yeah. 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 LucasArts is a big bummer. I mean, they were uh, not really allowed to do anything other than Star Wars for a long time, but that's a studio that has, like, an incredible legacy, and you don't see... I'm just saying that legacy lives on with Double Fine and, like, Broken Age. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true, but I just think about stuff like, you know, Day of the Tentacle or, like, whatever, like, these other games, like, these old LucasArts point-and-click adventure games. Like, that's a studio and a company that had, like, real clout and history behind it, and you just don't see... Usually they end up getting bought by somebody... Like, maybe it goes right or maybe it goes poorly, but it's weird to see one just peter out. Like yeah, that. to me, yeah. like, a big part of playing a game now and, and playing games growing up uh, was even before the title screen was, like, seeing this logo fade in and knowing the sort of, like, level of quality you could expect from it. And yeah. I saw that LucasArts logo a million times growing up, you know, starting up so many games, and just to know that one day it's gone is just weird to me. It's like, I don't... I don't look back at like a claim the same way or like sure. the Orion Pictures logo before <laughs> movies or something like that. But yeah, I miss LucasArts. Yeah, I mean, it was weird having that happen so close to THQ because uh, that felt like that first half of the year was like two major players in this industry were just suddenly gone, which is weird. Yeah. Especially that was, uh, April was weird because there were these like quarterly earnings calls we cover and that, that probably like a couple weeks after that was kind of the first time that we didn't have to worry about THQ and that LucasArts was wiped off the map and it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird reflecting on that first part of the year. This is good, right? <laughs> on April 19th, The Evil Within was announced. Bethesda's survival horror game. I'm the, looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah I still crazy. don't know a ton about it. No. Now that so now that they've shown like, real yeah. gameplay yeah. from it, I'm like way more excited than I was then. Because that was when they showed that like terrifying trailer with like, the, the No, that trailer is guy. incredible. It's ridiculous. No, it's, it's if you great, haven't seen no, that. There's no gameplay, though. I mean, Stop so, Game Scoop. Go watch the trailer. Yeah, and the no, I'm putting incredible. B-roll over it right now. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> How um, does the video go? <laughs> the, no, the trailer was like incredible and really like set the tone really well, but we didn't see gameplay for months after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 love, I, I, I yeah. still think the, like, the survival horror genre is like criminally underutilized nowadays. It yeah. was a thing that we got so much more of back in the PS2 era, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, like it's all tough to pull up. off these days, though, right? Like, that genre thrives on the player not having a lot of power and, like, intentionally controlling a little bit awkwardly or slowly, and, like, that's how you make it work, but, like, games don't work that way. Like, the, you think about something like Dead Space, where you have to make your character powerful and capable of dealing with these threats, yep. but then that undermines the tension, and modern survival horror is tricky. Yep. It's really, it's become more about games like Amnesia, or it's it's sort of pulled away from yeah, I, Resident I, Evil. I, 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 like, I like the notion of uh, vulnerability as like a yeah. gameplay mechanic. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked well in The Last of Us. I thought it worked exceptionally well in Gone Home, which is just sort of like, I don't know what's around each corner or what's be behind each door. Ghosts. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, taking power away from the players and letting them experience that is... Really cool. So I got home to spooky broom. It is. And then on May 21st, the Xbox One was revealed. Much that later, one, three months. It after was crazy. The we were waiting because so PlayStation sent out this invitation the week before. They were like, 
the twentieth or the twentieth, whatever day is the future PlayStation revealed. Find We're not out. telling you what but you're like, announcing, but you're gonna like but it. We all knew exactly, but like Microsoft, we waited for that invite like week after week oh, after yeah. week after yeah. week. It was like crazy, like. I never, everyone's like, oh, they have to do it before GDC, and yeah. then March passed, and it was like, okay, well, they're not going to get it too close to E3, but then, yeah, by the time it hit, it was, um, it was yeah, right before E3, and, and only six months, almost the day before it actually hit yeah. stores. And we definitely, I mean, who knows for sure, like, only Microsoft knows what their plans were, but, like, the rumors that we were hearing was that that event was pushed back. Yeah. Like, they were planning Twice. on having it earlier, and then yeah. it got delayed. Now, so. that was a weird day. Like, that, that was... reveal yeah. was a debacle. It was atrocious. Like, yeah. I remember sitting here going... the start of months of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, every, all, all of their, their DRM stuff started slipping out. All of their... They spent an hour talking about Riley the dog from Call of Duty. <laughs> like, they, they focused so much on um, music and video streaming You're going to have services. a TV guide on your TV. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, like, it's, talking it, it was so strange because it really started my, my like era of being down on the Xbox One, which did not end until I opened up my Xbox One and plugged it in, was like, man, this is pretty cool. They did everything they could to make me feel like it wasn't going to be. Yeah, they really, like, not only was it confusing and they were leaving details out, but that day in particular, like in the weeks and months after it it got really bad, but that day in particular, they were literally contradicting each other. Like two Microsoft spokespeople, (laughs) one in the UK and one in the US, would literally say opposite things. Like, of yeah. course it can play used games, and no, it can't play used that, games. Don Matrick was coming out saying, oh, he's like, hey, we, we think backwards compatibility is backwards. We're like, yeah. Dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Shut up. Well, it's yeah. also just like the tone Goodbye, def- I'm going to Zynga. The tone deaf nature, that's true, of uh, of them being like, you know, really playing up Connect and focusing a lot of time on it. Like, like who gives a shit? If I can put your Connect stuff in, in your box, no yeah. one cares. Yeah. But like, to really spend so much time talking about something that people are hostile to, like that core gamers don't like and don't want is just weird and dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, well, plus, it's like they missed who that event is for. The whole point yeah, of exactly. that event isn't yeah. for the mainstream. It's for the core gamers. There right. isn't people watching. Yeah. So like, to cater it to the mainstream taste was just a bad decision. Yeah. The mainstream will hear about it in USA Today and Entertainment yep. Weekly. Right. Exactly. Uh, on June 2nd, the Red Wedding traumatized Game of Thrones viewers, like myself, who had not read the books. No, me, yeah. Yep. Oh, very, very I didn't know that. Day. Did you lose your mind? Yes, I, I did know. lose my mind. <laughs> I lost my mind despite every single person I've ever met being like, oh man, tonight's the Red Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't Are know really? what that is, but now I know something's going to happen. I had no idea what was going to happen. No I had no idea. I was like, oh, this is a fun episode. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 No. no spoilers here, but yeah. Well, everyone should watch it. Well, now a couple of spoilers. Uh, June 10th were all the, the E3 press conferences, so lots yeah. of news coming out. And then we got to see the PS4 design finally. We got yep. the price. The, and the, the no-used games. Yeah. Pre, I or the pre-ordered mine yeah. on the spot that moment. I think you, you did too, yeah, right? Me too. Yep. Was, I heard both. Later, yeah. yeah. We, uh, yeah. that E3, I've been to 11 E3s, as I often bring up. Every year we go to E3, this is my, I'm a grizzly Carve better. another tally mark <laughs> into your eye. But it was one of the craziest ones in terms yeah. of just sheer spectacle and yeah. craziness. And, like, that Sony press conference was just nuts. It was nuts. Yeah. It, yep. felt, it felt like it was, like, watching WrestleMania or Yeah, like it that, really did feel like, like that, where it's like, oh! Yeah, these two titans are fighting, yeah. and one of them, you know, gets the top rope, turns the match around or whatever. Uh, it was... It was my favorite E3 I've ever worked. It was so yeah. much fun to be a part of. Yeah. 399 US dollars and people lost their yeah. minds. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was also I mean we got the, the division, which is another big yeah. like end of Ubisoft thing. Like yeah. well, just, Microsoft's their conference went first. And we all thought the conference was really strong. We were yeah. really happy with it. But then Sony you're just like when, yeah. when <laughs> Sony had the uh, the here's how you trade use games yeah. like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was Shut amazing. it down. Yeah. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> yeah, as a, as an Nintendo yeah. fan, E three was really weird for me to wake up 
like what was it like Monday morning and yeah. just watch a trailer with everybody else. Like there was no, was, yeah. there was no crowd. Like you need that. Like hey, here's Smash Brothers and everyone's like, woo! You need that. Like yeah, that's yeah. a big part yeah, of. And that was when Zelda. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was one that wasn't list was in May when Nintendo said that when they were like, we're not doing an E3 press conference and it was yeah. like. Like that was like right, I think before Microsoft announced the Xbox One, or maybe it was even right after, but it, it was just such a weird thing because it was like, okay, so there are these two next-gen consoles. Nintendo, at the time, we didn't even think would be there, but then they did a Nintendo Direct. It's still a great E3. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, this, this is one of my favorite E3s. I've only been to, this is my sixth, I guess. So Microsoft had their E3 press conference on June 10th. Eight days later, no, sorry, I cannot math. <laughs> Nine days later, Microsoft backtracks on all their Xbox One policies. It was nine so, days? Yeah. But here's the thing. It's, wow. it's They forever. spent all of E3, the entire show, doubling down on their policies. And then 13 days later, said, no, no, no. All that stuff that we said was absolutely essential to making the next Xbox run. Yeah. None of that's actually true. A lot of people had a really bad 12 days. After. Yeah. yeah. It was Can like, you imagine like being... you're not going home until you reverse engineer <laughs> everything we've spent yeah. years doing. Well, I also don't, um, I mean, the Xbox One is going to be fine. Halo is going to be awesome. You know, they're gonna, it's going to have lots and lots of awesome games, but like, I cannot believe how badly they fucked yeah, up. I, like, I think I read the Xbox One's the most wanted single item on I mean, Amazon right now. Like, who knows who's going to win? Well. Both yeah, those it's, consoles it's are going to do great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they already are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that's sure. what I mean. And they're going to continue to in the next year. I'd be tempted to say that all that Microsoft. Business would be the story of the year, but like it's it doesn't seem to have hurt sales. That it didn't much. matter. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. It, it's but sort it's of hard like, to say. like who knows where they would have been without that stuff. It's sure. sort of like the year before when PSN went down for a month and a half, and we were like, oh man, they're they're done forever. And yeah. then games came out and people bought them. Because like, we live in this fine. bubble. There are so many people who literally don't even know that that happened. Like who? Somebody just Call of Duty doesn't work again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that what the people who are outside of the bubbles? <laughs> They're all Italian. <laughs> I get those calls all the time. Even, right? Why won't my Call of Duty work? I'm like, PSN's down. What's the PSN? Forget it. Makes sauce. Uh, on August 15th, Plants vs. Zombies 2 was released as a free-to-play game, which I think is a sign of, of a, a negative direction that the industry is going in. Yeah. I think that was a really big mistake. That was a beloved game. Everybody loved Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. And we waited for a sequel for so long, and it was kind of a, it, they messed it up with the free-to-play business model. If you, if you put a gun to my head and you said, name 50 games that were released this year, I don't think I would have remembered that Plants vs. Zombies 2 was one of them. And that's a sequel to a game that I've probably paid, played for 100 hours. Right. Yeah. I didn't get that far in it. I, I, never, I haven't spent any money on it. I got to, like, the... I cleared like that first little map or whatever, but yeah, it just it never, it was missing something like that magic. Like I'm, yeah. I'm playing Peggle yeah. Two, right? Right. Peggle Two still has the magic that Peggle yes. One had. Yeah. Plants vs Zombies Two is missing that. Stuff makes me really sad. You say like you pointed out it's a big mistake, and what jumps out to me is like it probably wasn't. Like here's the deal. That's why the situation just makes me sad. I, I know, know what you're gonna say. Like, but. So I'm just, I don't know, what do I have to say? I thought you were just going to say that, like... That elephants are the best animal, clearly. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, people... <laughs> insiders tell me that they know it was a mistake. Like, but it didn't work They it didn't work out well for them. It's right? not making... I was, I'm assuming that that game's making money, like... Probably not as much as they wanted. Plus, mm-hmm. it's just not, like... Like, people love P- Plants vs. Zombies. Nobody loves Plants vs. Zombies, too. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, this, this was them going, like, this is a franchise now. Like, we're branching this off. We're yeah. doing spinoffs and sequels and everything, and... The first step was like, hey, Maria Backyard, now it can time travel. I'm like, eh, I don't really care about See, I like, I like the central conceit. I like all of it yeah. other than, like, I just think 
it was a mistake for that particular brand to do free to play. I don't see free to play as like an, an industry wide mistake, but for that brand, people would have paid the premium price. I think people I were ready to pay five bucks for it. And we're in a situation where like everyone in this room would rather have a Plants vs Zombies that they pay for. But the free one probably makes PopCap more money. And so it's like, what are we supposed to do with that information? It's like, well, it just kind of sucks. Like, it just sucks. Like, that sucks. Uh, on August 28th, Nintendo announced the 2DS. Yeah. Which, <laughs> graphic-wise, I believe is the second biggest news story. That was the bi- second biggest, biggest news story of the year Nintendo on IGN. Nintendo announced So this, this was August 28th? Yeah. August 28th. Okay, so August 27th. <laughs> Reggie Fils showed me the Nintendo 2DS, and it was the no weird. one believed you. Yeah. No, That's you like, didn't believe it. No, but no one in the office. Did. I didn't believe yeah. Reggie. We, Jose and I were sitting there, and you he comes in. This one, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in, and he sits down, and he goes, and the, with the Wind Waker HD coming to platform, and blah blah blah, and that's why we have the sales across, and that's why today I'd like to show you the Nintendo 2DS. And I was like, you fucking with me. And he pulls his bag out, and he pulls his flat pancake DS, and somebody broke under a truck. And he's like, it's $129, and it's got no 3D. And I was like, what the fuck? And I mean, you, uh, Andrew Goldfarb, I thought you were going to lose your mind. Nobody believed us. You're on the phone with Brian and Jose. Because Jose's the one who messed up, because we believe Brian full on. And then Jose texts us, and he's like, oh, he's just trolling you. And that's what messed us up, because Jose made us we not came, trust We you. came in from you Nintendo. You came in and drew it. Yeah, we, all, yeah. we independently, you guys separated Jose and I, and you're like, each of you draw it, and then hold up your drawings, and you're like, it's yep. the same thing. Yeah. It's a triangle. It's a yeah. wedge. You can put it on your door. All of that said, it was so ridiculous. Like People thought it was insane, and then it came out alongside Pokemon and has sold really, really yeah, well. Do we know? I was going to say, I don't know. I mean, it is gone everywhere. Like, really? anecdotally, it is yeah. not, not I in would, stock. I would really everywhere. like to know how yeah. it's selling. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering about that, because in NPD, it seemed like... so accessible. It was 99 bucks on Black Friday. Like it's also like what is entry-level console with Pokemon, that is like so smart for them sure. to have. What does success versus failure look like for the 2DS? Like, does it matter? Yeah, like, it do they need to sell 100 million, or if yeah. they um, they don't sell that many, it's like whatever. Who cares? Yeah, a lot of people were down on it. I thought it was a great idea. It's like the more the more people you can get playing your system, the more games get made for your system. So and I'm it's fine not for with us. That. Like, it's not for of course. In this room. But of course. So, so the 2DS and it's since for it's you in like three years, it's not for any of the rest of us. That's true. Since it's flat and it's 2D, like that's how they saved money. But there's other cost-cutting measures in the 2DS. It uh, doesn't have a Wi-Fi switch. It's just on a software. There's other stuff like that. Like if they would have released a, a cheaper clamshell 3DS, hey, we made a 3DS, it's still a clamshell, but it's not 3D anymore. We took the Wi-Fi switch out. We did some of that stuff. And now it's this cheaper price. Like that makes sense. Yeah, the 3DS something. Like some word that didn't Because that's the problem. The 2DS name is I cannot believe how bad Nintendo naming and marketing has been I, lately. Right? I still think they missed an opportunity to bring back the Game Boy name and call it the Game Boy DS. That would have been awesome. Especially if, if they had made it gray with the purple buttons, I would have been right, there day one. Right, right. But then it's even more confusing because it only plays... You have to right. buy a game marked 3DS to play in yeah, 3DS. Yeah, I promise you. They're like, wait, I bought my son a 2DS. You're trying to sell me this 3DS game. He doesn't have a 3DS. And then some GameStop <laughs> click is like, no, look, like it's fine. Your 2DS can play these 3DS games. It's just like, okay, so what about this Wii U game for my Wii? He's like, well, no, that one doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first time I saw the logo that's that said... That's real life? <laughs> I saw a logo that said, ex- available exclusively on Nintendo 3DS and 2DS. Yeah. And it's like, that's not exclusively. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what that means. Then, yeah. like, it's, it's These so are real confusing. things that are happening but right the, now. The real issue there was they reneged on their... I mean, they put out a system that made children blind. <laughs> that was their thing. <laughs> like, did 3DS... Who, make, who went blind from playing 3DS? John Fit... No. <laughs> <laughs> you have a picture of him. I have him right here. <laughs> him. Look, Look at, at the camera. Face. No. Look at the camera. 
and let them know what they did to you. Um, it, it was them saying, man, we got to have people of all ages playing this, but the thing on the box says we can't give this to somebody under seven because it might kill them in the eyes. Well, we also, like, and now 3DS games, like, Zelda tells me to stop all the time. It's like, you've been yeah. playing a while. Do you want to take a break? And I'm no. like, oh, fuck, like, I just, I started and finished one you dungeon. Yeah. Like six, if you go from one windmill to another, it automatically says that, so sometimes that's, like, six minutes apart. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like the game, I'm like, I'll tell you when I'm done. Yeah. On September 17th, Grand Theft Auto V was released. Finally. Probably the biggest game of the year. Made $800 million in one day. Yeah, and I mean, it was, the reveal of that game, like, was like the hardest day. Like, that was just like the biggest, most insane day when they finally revealed that game. And there was so much speculation around it, like, we Undeniably, went. the biggest game of the year. I'm not saying best or anything like that, but biggest yeah. by yeah. like oh, yeah. not even possibly close. of like it's like the past here five and number years. two is like over. It's off camera right now, <laughs> like in terms of the amount of just a buzz and I, attention. I, yeah. I forget who I was talking to, but it was a I was talking to a, a, a publisher recently, and they're like, "Man, how, you, you guys were writing GTA stories like all year. Like, how do we get that kind of attention <laughs> on IGN?" And I was like, "Put out." Two screenshots every two weeks for a year, and well, you will and always be also make a Grand Theft Auto game. and make yeah. a GTA. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that doesn't work for like Pancake Madness on it mobile or whatever. It doesn't. But it was <laughs> it was Pancake like Madness a real game. I mean, it has uh, to be a real game. We how many days did we come into work and it was like new screenshots today? We got to do rewind theaters. We're doing yep. news stories. We're doing videos and blah blah. blah. We're doing yep. a, a game scoop and a beyond. And you know there was. People were so hungry for information. Like, we were delivering to our audience what they wanted. Exactly. You know, we got accused of, oh, you were all over GTA and lapping up everybody in information. Like, we run a news story and we look at the traffic, and it's not about clickbait or whatever. It's about if we put up a, tra- a story that, you know, a million people read, we put up something that a million people were interested in that information on, and GTA was that game, man. Like, and yeah. there, there people couldn't a, get enough of it. It's also not even just, I mean, we can measure other things other than just pure traffic. It's the engagement. So it's yeah, like, sure, sure. People are on those articles so long because they're actually reading them and interested in them. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah, watching the things, videos. Yep, yeah, all those things come to play. And, for and sure. in terms of like how dense that game was, there was more to talk about in that game than probably any other game this yeah. year, aside from Dota, well, because, which is all strategy based. You're the one who always says it, right? Like, not that GTA is my favorite game, but if, if someone was like, I have an Xbox 360 and I can only buy one game and I have to play it for a year, like GTA 5 is the yeah. answer because there's so much to do in it. And as a result, whenever they released a screenshot, there were like 70 things to talk about with it because it's yeah. like, okay, like this could be in single player, this could be, you know, when the multiplayer was revealed, that was crazy. Uh, September 20th is when Nintendo announced the Wii U price cut in the Wind Waker bundle, mm. which I bought and love. Did you? Oh, that's the one yeah. you ended up getting? Yeah. Awesome. The week of September 25th is when Valve made their that's Steam three. machine announcement, Steam OS, and revealed the controller. Which was really cool, but I feel like hyping it up the way they did and using the number three, it was yeah. almost anticlimactically. If they had just come out and said all of that, I think it would have been almost bigger than it ended up being. Because by hyping it, like we didn't know what to expect. We thought it was going to be something like yeah. so game-changing, and, and that has the potential to be long-term, but in terms of that initial announcement, I don't think it was yeah. you know, mm-hmm. quite there yet. I don't know what to make about Steam Machines. The announcement was strange. Valve, just their aloofness, or just, you know, we don't care whether we get good press or bad press. Here's our thing. Hope you like it. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Like, they just don't care as much. They don't have, like, a media strategy as much yeah. as, like, and other it, companies it, it do. It sucks because I don't know, like, what their message is right now. Yeah. And I still don't know, like, yeah. a Steam machine, do I have to build that myself? Well, is but that's, it something I can just buy in a store and play PC games on with a controller on well, my They're also the confusing like, thing, though. This wasn't the announcement. That's what is the most confusing part of all of this is that the actual Steam announcement OS. 
is at CES in January. This was just like software meant to be software like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so like they made people more confused. Now it'll be will have been for four months by the time they do their actual. Well, Steam the controller app. we didn't see it then, but we've uh, you know we have some experience with the controller. Scott Lowe played with the controller, um, yeah, and. Uh, it's good. Like it's really, really good and fun. But even Valve is really awesome. They're like, "Hey, we're really proud of this controller. We think it is going to change how you play games." Like, but will you be able to win at Dota with it? And they're like, "Nah, yeah, probably not." Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like really like blunt about things in that way. And I'm like, "That's yeah. cool." But like, yeah. when they do the full platform unveil in January, it'll be really interesting to see what their actual like strategy is for this. Because that's mm-hmm. when we need to finally like. Who are making these things? Sure. They say they have all of these different hardware partners, but it's like there's going to be this wide price range. It's going to be kind of confusing because after a certain point, it's like, well, it's like if it's, this is $500, like w- the quality of that PC, you could probably just build your own PC for cheaper yeah. or be stronger. I've been saying the same thing since they announced this. I think it seems weird and strange, but Valve hasn't done anything wrong in like a decade. So it's like I guess I just have to keep holding on. Yeah, like, so that's a, I would trust nobody else with this other than them. So On September 29th, the best TV show of all time ended. Oh, wow. Was that September 29th? Yeah. That feels like it was like a month ago. And then on October 1st, GTA Online went live. We should and say it was, it was totally busted. Was <laughs> yeah. 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 GTA Online was totally busted. Yeah, and, and one another one we left out was in uh, March was SimCity launched. SimCity totally launched, busted. Yeah. And it was like that, that was kind of a thing this year. There was like, a third one this year, too. I don't remember. I would need well, to look it up. last year was Diablo. Diablo was a big issue, yeah. too. Yeah. But I mean, it's like most big things that launch seem to have that problem. Now, Battlefield 4 is still starting. That was the, Battlefield 4 I was going to say, October 29th, yeah, Battlefield 4 is out. That's been a terrible problem for EA. EA, yeah. EA had a rough it's year. Like, caused oh, man, EA yeah. stock to drop. There's a, yep. uh, a pending class action. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Claiming that they defrauded investors and claiming yep. like how well it was running. And See, I, I felt bad about that, too, because that's my Italian Call of Duty friends were calling me up, and they're like, what should I get? And I'm like, oh, if you're getting a PS4, you know you should get Battlefield. I heard it's really good. And then a month later, they're like, I can't play it yet. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, like, this is really sauce. awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Back to that sauce. Yeah, so on November, it's a spicy meatball. I don't know. <laughs> on November fifteenth, PlayStation Four is released. Yeah, I think it sells a million on day one. It's a good day. A week later, Xbox One is released, sells a million on yeah. day one. Well, the PS4 was only in the U.S. The Xbox was worldwide. Yeah, for what that's worked. Dan and I were talking about this at lunch about how the companies parse their numbers in weird ways. Where like the PlayStation 4 sold more in the U.S., but the the Xbox sold faster, but only because it was out less. Yeah. Yeah. This weird spin, and it makes it hard to sort out what's what. But the bottom line is, there's a lot of moving at goalposts. Well, like, but every single console that hits shelves is being sold. Like yeah. that's it. Like they're all being sold, so it's like it won't it's, really. It's in, all good for the industry. Yeah. In the end, it's good for everybody. Until there's like supply on store shelves, that's the only time we'll really get a feel for like what is the actual demand mm-hmm. for these two consoles. It is incredible that in all likelihood we'll end this year with both of those consoles either very close to or past three million. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That is amazing. Like that's it's like that's what's start. the Wii U at in the U.S. Uh, well, the Wii U worldwide is at I believe four point three million. Oh man, and with a year head start. So yeah, I mean that puts in perspective how well these yeah. consoles are doing. It is interesting that, you know, it seems like they really have their uh, ducks in a row in terms of buttoning up. Like, PS4s have been resupplied more than once of Xboxes. Like, consoles usually just be like, you can't buy a Wii. Sorry. You'll get one in nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was impossible to find. And part of that's just due to the catastrophic demand. Um, But it just feels like, even though there's incredibly high demand for these consoles, like, I feel like you'll be able to get them early next yeah. year. Like if they, you yeah. really want one, you can get one. I don't think that was really the case with the Wii U outside yeah. of like 
you're spending 700 bucks on it or robbing it. Oh, on the, on the Wii. Oh, the Wii, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. not the Wii. And they also, yeah. they also used to do, like, they would do the forced bundles. Right. Like, even, at, like, last gen, like, PS3s, you'd be like, hey, you can get a PS3 today if you buy $300 <laughs> worth of games. And, yep. like, that stuff just seems to not be as common. I mean, anymore. it's because right now, I think it's also, it's like a weird thing because it's also eight years later, and now you can literally carry an app on your phone that keeps track of where it's in stock. You can drive yeah. there really quickly. Like, if you want it badly enough, you can get it right now. I think you're right. Yeah, we were talking about this recently, too, but, like, the, the eBay market completely drives up and changed about that yep. stuff too. Like, I mean, that's it's just not the same. Homeboy in the UK, except for this yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. seven hundred and fifty bucks for a <laughs> photo. The eBay listing clearly said this is a photo of yep. Xbox One. He's like, oh, yeah. And that's the thing. That story it, it amazes me because like it is shitty that someone sold that, and it sucks that this guy got taken advantage of. But it, when I was looking at that eBay listing, I was like, it does say it. The headline is basically like, dumb guy makes big mistake. Oh yeah, and, and he also ended like, up getting a free one. He got a yeah. refund. He got his money back, and he got a free console. So yeah. let's not feel bad for this idiot. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, he made out like a bandit. You play dumb, you get you get rewarded in this world. That's the, that's the immediate first thought that crossed my mind. Is I'm like, now that the news is picking this up, there's zero chance that this dude doesn't end up with like of a free mm-hmm. Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, I don't even think it came from Microsoft. It came from like a retailer. Or something. Oh, really? Yeah. The same day that the Xbox One was released, uh, A Link Between Worlds was released. What a good day for video games. 22, yeah. 22 years after A Link to the Past. Yeah, that oh. was a weird weekend for me because I was sitting there going, I bought a PS4 a week ago. I got an Xbox One sitting right here. They're all hooked up. They're beautiful, amazing systems. I'm going to play Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. That Zelda game, in my opinion, is the best Zelda game in a decade. Yeah. I mean, I, I, find, I think it's the best one since Wind Waker. I think yeah, it's totally. better than Twilight Princess, better than Skyward Sword, better than Phantom Hourglass for tracks. Like, it is just mm-hmm. so good, and it yeah. gets it right. It gets the formula right. It's, yeah. I don't it's like awesome. the item rental, but I like everything else about yeah, that game. It's, it's, the item rental was never barely a factor because you end up uh, buying them so quickly. <laughs> sure. Damon, you're saving that game for your flight to Japan, right? Yeah. Oh, you're uh, gonna have so much fun. I think you'll love it. If you oh, have I'm, any, I'm sure. like I haven't, it's funny because I don't really know that many people who haven't played Link to the Past, and so I wonder how much of it is that nostalgia coming back, but. Have you not played it, Link to the Past? No, I have. Oh. No, no, but that, that's what I was gonna say. As someone who has, you'll love it immediately because the music and everything about it reminds you of it so quickly, and I don't know if that's like manipulative or something, like maybe that's just because I have so much love for that game. Well, I mean, what I saw was sort of divisive, like, but some people like Jose Otero, our Nintendo guy, was like, I uh, I don't like that it me too. lies on that stuff. Yeah, you, you too. And me, I didn't really feel like it dragged it down. I thought it sort of boosted it up a little bit. So, I mean, it's... I mean, we. I think yeah. they had an opportunity. Like, it's finally like w- when you're a kid and like Zelda's top down, then it goes to this other thing. Ocarina of Time comes out. You're like, well, top down Zeldas are over. That's yeah. just done. And then you get another one, and it's like, oh, like they can do this. They can go back and like yeah. modernize this old thing, and like it's the best. But then I wish, like, but then it's like, okay, so there's a swamp in the bottom, and a desert over here, and the lost woods are up here, and the puzzles and everything are all different. But like, it does mess up that feeling of adventure, like when the lost woods are in the top sure. left. Like, there could have been anything up there instead of like something that I know what's up there, and I know where Death Mountain is, yeah. and like, I, I do wish that they would have done that exact same game, but done it brand new. Sure. Yeah, I, I this, think, is, this isn't a spoiler cast on uh, sure, sure, uh, Link Between Worlds. Between yeah. Worlds. A couple things to wrap up uh, in December. Telltale announced two new game series, Tales from the Borderlands and Game of Thrones. So yeah. now they've got four episodic series. And yeah. I didn't scoop on. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, it is crazy that this is the year that Telltale became They're gonna be busy. so much bigger. than. They, I mean, like, two years ago, Telltale was a studio that you kind of rolled your eyes at, you know, Jurassic Park and Back to the Future. Well, they were really spotty. Like, people yeah. loved Sam and Max. Sam and Max was And great. then they had a few they, like, Jurassic, like people, Yeah, exactly. People forget, or maybe they don't forget, but, like, Jurassic Park was bad. Like, yeah. it wasn't just, like, sort of mediocre. Like, that was a bad game. But that's what I mean. And then in 2011, uh, or I guess 2012, rather, last year, uh, 
Walking Dead blew everyone's minds. Like, yeah. like pretty universally loved, I would mm -hmm. say, that game. And like, not everyone gave it Game of the Year, but it was on everyone's nominee list. And like, mm -hmm. pretty much everyone with a heart loves that game. And I think it changed Telltale as a company. They grew, they nearly doubled in size this year. Like, now they have four projects going on at once. Like, it's kind of incredible just, you know, you talk about THQ going down, you talk about LucasArts going down, but then kind of the end of the year, you have this kind of uptick of an awesome studio being rewarded for being creative yeah. and being able to I, be I don't. Thing. It's weird. I don't, like, associate them with game studios anymore. I associate them as, like, a TV network. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, man, when's that new season of Walking Dead hitting? Oh, when's that new season of Wolf Among Us? Or when's the next episode of that coming like out? A like, a TV network where they're really spotty about releasing episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it doesn't come every Sunday night <laughs> yeah. or anything and like it's that. Only, it's, like, like, on one cable provider, but you have to wait another week to get on the other yeah. cable and the episode's stuck. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only one that thought that the Borderlands announcement in the face of everything else was sort of strange? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's exactly. really strange. Like, Walking Dead is one of the biggest properties on yeah. the Earth, and so is Game of Thrones. And now it's like, Borderlands is a big deal, and it's a good, big-selling game, but it's like... It's not a point-and-click adventure. Also, no. it's, well, it, it's, I, don't mean for, I don't mean in that sense, actually. I didn't mean that it's adapting you know, this big action franchise. I just mean the size of the brand. Like yeah. Some yeah, people okay. thought... Compared to like, Game of Thrones. Some people thought that Game of Thrones might be Star Wars. But neither like, is this Fables, the, right? Like Fables right. Is yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I mean the, the funny thing with... Uh, for me, it was the weirder, nerdy business question of like... So How did that work? Gearbox owns Borderlands, but 2K publishes it. 2K has nothing to do with this Telltale game, and so it's like just kind of interesting as a precedent for like yeah. how like cross promotion with brands works. That was a pain in the ass for like six lawyers. Yeah, exactly. For like exactly. a while, they're like, oh, <laughs> they right. got paid. Do you have 20. to? Yeah, yeah. they got money. Um, Twenty billion. We ran a survey on what people's most anticipated 2014 games are, and in the adventure game category, it's all Telltale stuff. Yeah, the yeah. top three. Yeah, Telltale. This is also the year of Luigi. Uh, yeah. And this the year of Luigi. Yeah. Uh, so we had Luigi's Mansion, New Super Luigi's Luigi Mansion U. 2, now New we're getting Super Dr. Dream. Luigi. We, just found. we got Mario Luigi Dream Team, Dr. Luigi. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had the, the, some of the worst sales in Nintendo history on a, on a platform. <laughs> uh, third parties dried up left and right. Uh, Yamauchi died. Like, this was not a good yeah. year of Luigi yeah. for Nintendo. I mean, Luigi's kind of your second tier. You know, he's the bumbling guy. He's yeah. scared all the time. It's awkward. Yeah, yeah it's late. Like next year the year of Mario. Let's yeah, right? do it. Yeah, like get out there and be like, you know yeah. what? <laughs> Every year's the year of Mario. But we need a little the fire under link, the I guess. Yeah, something, you know? It's looking like the year of Rosalina, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is looking like the year of Rosalina. That pretty much wraps up 2013. What about wow. the day the Game Scoop of the Year was recorded? The Game Scoop of the Year? Yeah. What was that? It's today. today? This, yeah. is the game. <gasps> this is like the longest one by far. Yeah. I mean, Sean's probably asleep in there. Yeah. We're going to have to go and turn you go out there, Everyone's We're gone. Right. New people are working here. <laughs> <laughs> Flying cars. <laughs> what a year of Luigi it was. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Viewers, thank you so much for hanging out with us all throughout 2013. Stay tuned for more Game Scoops in 2014. Everybody have very happy holidays and happy new year. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, 
erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.